Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Report 706, Arch Leash on Twitter. This is either a Bernays Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. We have our co-host, uh, Jalen Muhammad. I do this every week. I act like I don't know who's here when I talk to y'all all the time. And uh, Josh, the bearded candy corn demon legend. What's good, y'all? Bro, what did I just say? I can't help it, man. I have a problem, all right? Yeah, yeah, you can't help it. This is twenty first century. We don't need to be defiling our bodies with candy corn. That's defiling. I would say that's an enhancement tool. Oh, yeah. oh so we need a headphone now. Okay. You need a little bit of a pre workout going to the gym. Go ahead and pop a handful of candy yep. corn. Yeah. When I, I when I'm say... trying to like when I'm in a lull at work, I just pop in five of them and I'm turned after that. Y'all talking about candy corn like it's like methamphetamine or something like that. Like, that's, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. But smooth transition. Speaking of problems, the Atlanta Falcons took another L, which depending how you look at it, could not be a problem draft status wise. But we we lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I believe the final score was 27 to 20, correct? Some shit like that. I don't remember the final yeah, score. It doesn't matter. I, I gave up on that game. Well, I stopped. I didn't care about the score of that game after it was over. So, <laughs> Oh, and shout out to homie uh, DK Metcalf for helping me win my uh, fantasy game after Jayla said he would not do anything against us. But, you know. He didn't. That's the crazy part. He literally did nothing but those two plays <laughs> the entire game. Hey, look. It got me the dub. It got me the dub. That's all that matters. Shout out to DK Metcalf. But what are y'all's uh, thoughts on last week's game? Because Jalen says that we kind of breeze over uh, game reviews, but you know it is what it is. But what do y'all think? Josh, you could go because I have mine is going to be extremely quick, so we can segment off of it. <laughs> um, well, mine's going to be kind of quick too. Um, I mean, for the first half, I normally another normal slow start for the offense, which put us back behind twenty plus points. Um. Uh, I mean, outside of that, um, Sheffield, he looked pretty nice. Um, aside from those two uh, locket catches, they, they were perfect coverage, just perfect pass and catch from Russ um, to locket. Um, Oliver looked decent. Um, uh, like I said, the the first half really passed in the bind, um, so we, that forced us to play catch-up, which has been the theme of the season. Of shop, he played a lot better than what I, I I expected. Almost 500 yards passing. Um, he'll look good. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> Brian Hill had like five carries. I don't. I'm talking it, about just, shop. Nobody cares he, about garbage 500 yards passing. Continue. Oh my goodness! The, uh, like like I told my brother, I can see if he passed a 230. Okay, yeah. He, he, they were they were like garbage, but he would make it some really like nice throws. Exactly, that, that, like, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, if he ever if he ever if they like they ever wanted to trade shop, if and somebody like put in that tape of that game, they legit probably would give up like a six round pick for him. Yeah, like I said and, I was like after that game they should have just traded him to the to like the Bears or something so the Bears can actually you know win some shit. But yeah, the, I'm, that's that's why I'm bringing it up because actually actually some nice throws. That he made in the game. It wasn't just all garbage time. It was some nice throws they they made. Um, but I mean, like I said, another loss. Um, uh, two people in particular lost us that game, in my opinion. But for y'all, y'all know who they are, so I won't even mention them. But but yeah, that's, that's nah. It. Who do you think lost in the game? 
Mesh, mention that. Let me let me know. I need to hear this. I need to hear these hot takes, these scorching, fiery takes from uh, Josh. What's up? Um, number three and number twenty-four. Oh, number three. Oh, uh, oh, player that's not I'm like, hold, hold up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. Former number three. I'm sorry. Yes, former number three. Okay. So, oh no, nah, he he did his job. <laughs> Okay, okay. What, what is your beef with uh, 24? I mean, he he stretching the ball. I, I get that you're trying to make a play and like you, you're fighting to win, but you have to be aware of where you are on the field. That free, it wasn't necessary for you to stretch the ball. Just catch the ball, fall down, and we, we, you, you live to play another down. Like, I don't get why it, it wasn't a turnover. <laughs> he didn't fumble I the mean, ball. None of that is none of that was technically his fault, man. He literally he was I, down. He it was clear as day he was down. I agree, but, and I and I say that, but again, you don't want to leave it up to the rails. No how are you how are you trying to hold him? How are you trying to hold him against the fire for trying to give as much effort as he could to make a play. Like, anybody else does something like that, it's not a problem. It's 24. It's a problem. It's a a problem for anyone who does it. So you're saying giving extra effort as an NFL player is a problem. But wasn't people? Weren't people? Weren't people, weren't people earlier on in the season talking about free wasn't running over people like he used to, so he was still washed. Like, what, what? I need to, I need somebody to find me a either the medium or like to stay on one side because it, it don't work out. No, I, I get why he doesn't try to run people over because I mean we we need well we needed him to preserve himself for the season, and so you want to end up with another concussion. But in that particular on that particular play. The effort was not needed. The effort was your catch, and that's it. Boom again. Live to play another down, and just go from there. That's all. That so, I so, I, I, so no. I just want. I, just, I have a question. I have a question. So, what if he would have reached out and scored on that play? Would you have been saying that effort wasn't needed? I would have said, "Good job, but don't do that." Again. Oh, okay. Okay. Nah, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. What, what are we? What are we? You're talking about the result, not the process. You're yeah. you're missing the process and trying to find the result. It, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't needed. That's that's all that I'm saying. Okay. It wasn't needed because because of the outcome. But if he scored on that, nobody would have been talking about it. Everybody would have been praising his good play. Hashtag, hashtag eat free. And, and again, this is what I said before. The, the whipping boy on offense for the Falcons is. Number 24 and the whipping boy for the defense is number 44. Four might be a cursed number on this team, but it is what it is. <laughs> my, my problem with, with the whole narrative that 24, number three, whatever, it is what it is. But with the Freeman thing, and I saw that you tweeted it, and I was like, bro, you're tweeting this like we weren't like held scoreless for the entire first half of the game, bro. Like, come on, dog. Like, you act like Freeman was the, the catalyst for us being blank the first half, bro. Like, come on, Doug. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, keep that same energy with every other player, lineman, running back, receiver for the rest of the team. Like, you can't just single him out on one play. One a game isn't, for the most part, won or lost on one play. Like, that's that's the kind of problem I have with that narrative, which again riles up the fanatics and the fan base and have them talking crazy when they really have been <laughs> talking about Doug. <laughs> So, that's one play. What about the other plays that led to us getting blanked out the first half of the game? Like, that's embarrassing, dog. Like, there's more. Majority of the game, low key, Freeman was low key doing like a really good job. Like, 
he was actually the best running back. I wouldn't say on the field because what you want to call it? Uh, Carson is a beast. Well, he also he's a grown man. Yeah, that he had a really good game. So I wasn't gonna say the best on the on the field, but he was the best running back for the Falcons. Besides that one play by Brian Hill, every other play was trash. <laughs> and again, that's not really his fault. That play was a really good play call and a really good like set of blocking by the Falcons. Everything else was pretty much how the rest of the season has gone. He'll get you two or three. He'll get you a yard. He get hit. And if he gets you three yards, and you chalk it up at the win. Yeah, he had one play where was he had a defender brought through the backfield. He, he juked him for like another three yards or whatever. I give him that, but again, like that, that the fumble that wasn't a fumble hurt us. Is what I'm saying. Okay. It, it, hurt, it hurt y'all. It ain't hurt me. I was so glad that that happened. Worked out all the same. Did I, it's exactly how I needed it to happen. Good job, Free. The marathon. Chase, <laughs> Chase for Chase continues, baby. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, we'll get to that as well. But just staying on Freeman real quick, uh, there's two more points I want to go over. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one we want to go over first. We'll go over the tweet. Uh, Zach Klein and Zach Klein, WSB tweeted. <clears throat> Devontae Freeman is the NFL's fourth highest paid running back. Currently 32 in NFL rushing per game. Yards per game is 42. Freeman has zero rushing touchdowns this season. 81 players have at least one. And again, like, I feel like the Falcons are just like a, uh, what is it, a lightning rod for attention and media and tweets because, again, we're right now the laughing stock of the NFL because of the potential we're supposed to have. But are you on that? Are you on that tweet right now? Yeah, I'm on this tweet right now. Go read the first, like, the top three of those, like, replies to that tweet. Okay, so Southwest Tuan said, so the same line that's bad for Ryan is somehow supposed to be good for Freeman. That was one of my counterpoints. Uh, and then the next guy, Manny Maine, he said, Atlanta sports don't think properly. Atlanta sports media don't think properly. And, yep, uh, Jason, Jason ATL 153 said, Freeman isn't overpaid, Cotter is. And then the next week, the Falcons should have kept Tevin Coleman. <laughs> That's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted you to read. Uh, <laughs> sleepy emoji, sleepy emoji. Uh, we'll get to that later. But the the tweet that I liked in response to that was uh, from former uh, Falcons legend Ovi Mahaley, the uh, fullback. He said, "Number one, get out this man's pocket. Number two, they've been playing behind the same bad online all season. The same online not blocked for Manny, blocked for him. Four, he's averaging three point yards." 3.4 yards per carry, which again is a fake stat, but which is above average and better than Le'Veon, Sony, Connor, and other solid backs. Hashtag don't blame the running backs. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on those comments? Because I, I mean, he pretty much knocked out the park. Like people, everything you said was true. Yeah, but people yeah. got to realize that because again, this fantasy football statistical era with oh, he didn't score points, so he's not good. Like that's not real football, guys. It's simply not. If that's why you watch the game, that's fine. But please don't come on Twitter talking like you know what you're talking about because it's very annoying. Like, I've been putting my mute button. My mute button's been working overtime this week. Let's put it like that because I'm getting y'all out the paint. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. I can't do it no more. I'm fucking tired. I can't do it, boss. <laughs> hey, get that son of a bitch off the field. Get him out of here. <laughs> get that son of a bitch off the field. You're fired. <laughs> fired. You're fired. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. 
we're, we're not doing <laughs> it. But I mean, like that—that's the thing. That it sends the fan base into like sends the fan base foaming at the mouth and frothing at the mouth. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the same fan base and and Jalen kind of directed me to that tweet to get to my other uh, point. So, uh, Tico Hive, what's good? We out here. Tico gang gang, you know, hold it down. You know, last week when uh, Tico was lighting the world on fire, scoring four touchdowns, everybody in Tico Hive was, uh, including myself, because I am the king. I am the, the king beer. I don't want to be the queen, but I am the king bee of the Tico Hive because I'm the only one that tweets about Tico, whether he has good games or bad games, which becomes the, the crux of my argument that kind of proves that you people out here are – I'm not going to use the word I want to use because it's inappropriate. You call it fake? I was going to use a word that started with an R. But that's not a... <laughs> that's a weird... That's a bad word. But uh, my yeah. tweet was uh, hashtag Tico High. We moved a Bernays report. And I put both stats uh, with a common opponent that we had with uh, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. So this is the... Cardinals. Yeah, this is the game that kind of opened my eyes. To, well, not really opened my eyes, but kind of had me looking at Tico High sideways because the game that Freeman had against the Cardinals was a great game. He didn't have any rushing touchdowns, but he had two receiving touchdowns, one that should have tied us the game if it weren't for number three missing an extra point. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Now, all the people that are Devontae Freeman critics, they criticize him continuously. Like there is a guy that just was in his with Devontae Freeman, like he slept with his mom or something like that. It was that crazy. Like the same guys that will slander him when he doesn't play up to their expectations or standards are also quiet as a church mouse when Freeman has a great game. So Tico Hive, this week, your man, Tevin Coleman, the running back we released or let rock or let the wrong guy go, he, again, is not the starter, which people tend to forget as well. He had 12 carries for a whopping monster 23 yards averaging a decisive slashing 1.9 yards per carry with a long rush of eight yards now again i understand the yards per carry is a hashtag fake stat but i i can't imagine his success rate in the game was good if he only averaged 1.9 yards per carry now i, I did see that there was like a touchdown that got called back because of a holding call but even if you take that out that's more of a fantasy football thing him scoring a touchdown well, i guess it is what it is. Touchdowns don't really mean that you're great. That just means you can get in the end zone, which whatever. But uh, yeah, now against a common opponent, the Cardinals, Devontae Freeman had 19 carries for 88 yards, averaged 4.6 yards a carry, had zero rushing touchdowns and a long of 15, but he also had two receiving touchdowns. So Tico Hive, I need y'all to I need y'all to speak up when uh, your boy is not having good games. And there's a lot of y'all out here that have little platforms or whatever that talk brazy about Freeman and, you know, give uh, Tico the uh, hmm, DFS, uh, figure out the acronym on your own. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just need y'all to say, man, it's just it's funny how the timeline gets very quiet when Tico does nothing. But, you know, when Freeman has a good game, you know, you guys are like church mouse. So just let me know at SB Report 706. I need to hear y'all's thoughts. Like, well, where's the real Tico High fanatics like myself? Like, hold that man down every week or don't hold him down at all. That That's my thing. And again, guys, we saw Tico with the Falcons with a bulk of the starting role, and he wasn't good. Oh, he wasn't great. He was serviceable. 
but people see that four touchdown game and think that you know Tico would be doing that in Atlanta, and like no, he wouldn't. We see who the offense coordinator is. None of the players that we had that were explosive under Kyle Shanahan are doing the same things or even anything close to what they did under Dirk Cotter. So the idea that that he's magically going to be that great on an offense that has a piss poor offense line, piss poor offense coordinating is 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 ridiculous for anyone to think that. So I need you guys to relax. I need Josh to stop agitating the Falcons fanatics with this nonsense. So that that's I'm not, my. I'm not agitating people. Yes, you are. I guess we can talk about the trade deadline and stuff now, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's a great segue. <laughs> shout out to shout out to the pork and beans projects. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, the Falcons didn't do anything, which was excellent. It was a mildly annoying. I, I wasn't expecting them to do anything in the first place because I don't think they really got what they want. Besides the new trade, I don't think they really were going to get what they wanted. And they probably just were going to go through the season without it. The only thing that I wouldn't have done was <coughs> excuse me. only thing I would have done was actually traded free to the Lions. But again, we don't know like exactly what the compensation was. They say the compensation wasn't like a wasn't the problem between it, but I think free is more valuable than maybe a six-round pick they were probably offering. So that's my take but, on it. But what? But if if if, if the front office doesn't didn't have a problem with the compensation and they still didn't trade him, that's the problem. It's like why are you holding on to him? Because he's still a good football player. Okay, yeah. then he, 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 he's, he's a good football player on a bad football team, so let him go somewhere else and help. If that was the case, then we should be trading Julio and Matt and, no, no, no. and Jake Matthews and all those people. True, but but who? But again, yeah, if you if you're better say who's gonna take them, I think anybody everybody in the league is gonna offer you at least no, a couple no, first no, round no. picks for those players. No, no, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say Matt and Julio are are, are basically Falcon lifers, and then two. Nobody, I'm pretty sure nobody called about them because again, they know that those are immovable pieces for our franchise as opposed to free. So, uh, my point that I'll give, and again, shout out to Aaron Freeman. Uh, if you want the deeper analytical non Twitter BS uh, Falcons analysis, check him out and log on Falcons. But he he has some pretty interesting points. He has an unedited rant that he did not play that we need that audio, we need that tape to be dropped ASAP. I want that audio. But he, he had the point that uh, a lot of fans are kind of wanting us to tank. And I know we spoke about this, I think, two episodes ago. Like, even though that's what we want to happen, these guys are still, like, athletes with pride. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's hard to ask a guy who's out there beating his head against another 300-pound man to not take it seriously because there's, you know, physical ramifications to his health and his career, potentially getting a job somewhere else. But, again, what was our situation with the Seahawks game? We were playing with a backup quarterback because Matt Ryan wasn't getting the greatest protection, which uh, ultimately led to him being injured, correct? So mm. the move that we want to make next is to get rid of the best pass protecting running back we have on our team to only increase the likelihood that Matt would get injured more. Now, I get it from a compensation standpoint. It's probably the right move, but what's a – fifth round draft pick for next year if Matt Ryan gets his fucking kneecaps blown out. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's the value of having that when now our franchise quarterback is done? And again, football, it can happen any play, but why we why we increase the odds of that happening by leaving blitz pickups to Quadri Olsen and Brian Hill, who have been shown to struggle in those areas. In an offensive area that clearly doesn't know how to mask the, the deficiencies of the offensive line by running plays, running rollouts, doing whatever to keep them to keep Matt Ryan safe. Like, I just don't understand why you would want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes a, a lot of sense. Though, Free gets so much flag for, like, legit three plays in his entire career, including yeah. one in, the, in that game. I mean, That's he's legit crazy. been one of the better pass blocking backs that we've had for a while. Like, he doesn't, he rarely misses, like, assignments. And I don't know why people hate him about that for that. He's still like if you give him even a decent amount of like space in a line, he's going to produce for you. If you give him a decent amount of like actual good play calling, he's going to produce for you. I don't know why people want him off the team so bad. Nine and a half million dollars for somebody who literally I wanna say last year because he was hurt all year, but two years yeah. before that was giving you a thousand yard like fifteen hundred yards in the game, like the season total is like wanting to be ousted so bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And what kind of sparked that tweet is, again, the irrational tweet. And this gentleman, uh, Glaze uh, Everett underscore GO7, he said it's time to part ways with the trough. They decided they didn't want to trade free, it seems. He has a $9 million cap hit next year. Instead of stockpiling picks, they're holding on to expensive players. Okay. And my response is, you say that to whoever's left missing pass blocking assignments and Mac is killed, then what? And he went on some something like, "Oh, that's not already happening," and I'm thinking like, "That's not that's not Freeman's fault. Like that's the O line as well." But again, your solution to that is to subtract another good pass blocker, which in my head doesn't make any sense. And then this dude JB Edward said flashback to Freeman whiffing in the Super Bowl. I'm like, "That's that's one play, dog." Like, yeah. And then the dude glazed Everett. He was like, "Yet yeah, in few, a few case situations, a few cases, Carter has not been seen using him in those situations as he should." And my response is, "If Carter is your compass for the Falcons' offense, that's a problem." And then I just muted those people because they didn't make any sense. <laughs> with them. But um, and then Marcus Sniffles jumped in talking some nonsense, and I'm like, first of all, y'all aren't capologists, dog. Like." Y'all say this like no, no, nobody the cat about like uh like Aaron said I think a couple hours ago actually he was like the Falcon like cat problems are so overstated it's it's insane you can literally do what they did with like half the players this year and convert Freeman's nine and a half million salary into like a uh, like a roster bonus and drop that shit to like two million dollars immediately like just like that it's gonna be a lot of a lot of restriction but my my thing. I, I'm personally, this is just my opinion. I'm not, I'm not in favor of paying running backs. I feel like they're a dime a dozen. Neither am I. But once you pay him and that that player can still produce, then you can't. Especially he only has like two years left on his contract. Just like if he gets washed in that last year, you can cut him for like three million dollars. It's it's not a problem. You can even cut him legit in the middle of next season if he's that bad. It's just yeah. why would you do something like that bad to? Increase the chances that you lose your, the 
best things going for you, which is your franchise quarterback and your Hall of Fame wide receiver. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't have exactly. <laughs> yeah, and again, Free is still coming off an injury, and he's shown flashes, but I think it's taken him a little bit longer to get where we expect him to be. And again, not just Freeman. Again, he's the one that gets magnified, but the the offense as a whole is not being used to its potential. So again, next year, whenever we have the new staff that we have, you know, what if they run go back to a zone blocking scene where Free flourished? It, you know what I'm saying? Or an offense where these guys actually look good as opposed to getting rid of him. And then next year we have guys that aren't as good in those roles. I get it. Running backs are a dime a dozen, but I mean, like, like the old people say a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Like we got a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like at this moment, he might not be, you know, playing up to our expectations contract wise. But again, honestly, not a lot of people on the team are period. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Oh, it's I, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. So trust me, I'm 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 the proponent of the running back hashtag running backs don't matter brigade. Like, like you can search my name in that because running back legit, you can get one every three years in a draft and you'll be fine as long as your scheme is fine. Well, yeah, and again, yeah, we act like Freeman. What I think, I think Shanahan's first year, I think he caught like seventy passes or something crazy like that. Oh yeah, he was cooking yeah. people all on like in and uh, out of the like running routes and stuff. He's still a good, he's a good route runner. Yeah, it's just he's uh, the entire he offense did. is being <laughs> That's just the 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 part fans gotta kind of gotta kind of ride through. Like again, there's some fans that want to do a, a a total. They want to implode the entire roster, but I, I would look at the Falcons kind of like. A, and I'm going to try to use a car analogy, even though I don't know anything about cars. But, I mean, it's kind of like a like a 95 Chevy Impala SS. Like, it's got it's got a solid body. The paint's all right. The interior is a little dusty. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's got some nice rims, which I say are the wide receivers and the skill positions. But, like, the motor is trash. The brakes don't work. It's <laughs> 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 garbage. You know, we got it's got good bones. But I think you get the right mechanic or coaching staff in there to, to rework some things, tune some things up, and we could be running smooth. You know what I'm saying? We could be back to the efficient, you know, sexy football team that we were. So I don't think it's necessary to just blow the whole thing up. I just think we need to weather the storm and, you know, finish the season out and go from there. I just don't think it's necessary to get rid of all our pieces because, again, that's that's not going to go how y'all think it's going to go because it's, it's going to yeah. be sad three to five years if that happens. Even longer will yeah. It could be the end of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones tenure in Atlanta. So, I will say, with all my hate of Derek Cutter, he did well. This is both praise and hate at the same time because it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But in in that game that we uh that we just played, he just he finally decided to do something smart, which was get Matt well get the quarterback on the move. And run a whole, he ran like a ton of play action this game. Yep. Yep. And I was and it actually that's why that's literally how Matt Shop got five hundred yards, by the way. He literally just ran a bunch of play action and everything was almost it wasn't wide it wasn't like wide open, but it was open enough where you could like make was, a pass and it wasn't in like extremely tight windows. Right. It was really like pitch and catch for the most part. Like it was so simple and Granted, the Seahawks probably played extremely passive. Like I said, Pete Carroll's an awful coach. 
because they literally gave up 20 points to the fucking Falcons. But, uh, but like, I don't know why he doesn't just do that more. Like, it it was the, the blueprint was right there. It is so simple. Yeah, you have that's, that's what. Continue. <clears throat> oh no, not to cut you off. I, I said the same thing. I was like, can we run this offense when Ryan gets back? Because the way he called against the against the Seahawks was not in day compared to what he what he does what he did in the other seven games. Because to me, that just shows me that he relies too much on Matt by himself. Well, I I think uh, part of that is though to be honest. And this happens, and I get it. I just earlier said I'm kind of, I'm kind of contradicting myself. But I know these guys are professionals. But I mean, if I'm a defender playing for the Seahawks, I'm like, shit, they were with Matt Schaub out there. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna care at all. I'm playing half ass the whole game. Yeah, (laughs) we clearly didn't score any points for the first half of the game. Like, let's let's stick to that point. Like, get it. The numbers are great. The the measuring stats are great. But we had zero points for two quarters of football. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that seems to me that's a team that kind of wasn't taken super seriously, kind of playing with us or whatever. Like, well, that, that's what well, you do when you play in madness. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, I know if I score 21 points, then I can coach the rest of the game. I'm not going to lose these people because they're not good. And if I want to play well, back, we, we could have had six, but you know, something, something, something happened. Yeah, and that's where the dirt cutter thing kind of goes to a problem too, because they got bailed out a couple of times with like a couple of like random ass penalties that I didn't really see too much of. But yeah. the first couple, like the first drive of the game, was really good, and then everything after that for the first half was so bad. Right. Like, yeah, it I was agree. so bad. Like you, he came out the game. I think he came out the game and got like a legit like a fifteen yard run in the first play. Great! You finally, you finally got the first attempt at like seventeen thousand, where the first down run actually got you somewhere. Good job! And then he ran a play action, then he ran a play play action, like third and six, ran a play action, got a first down, drove all the way down the field, and then the next drive, run, run, pass, incomplete. <laughs> next, next drive, run, pass, thrown out of bounds, pass, fourth and short. And then that's how it went for the rest of the like the first half. And I was like, "Oh my god! Like you had it, you had the magic, and then you just lost it. What is going on here?" Yeah, it's it's confusing with with this team. And again, I know Josh is alluding that we could have uh, six points, but uh, we don't. And we signed uh, a part ways with Falcon collector Matt Bryant, and we have signed uh, Young Way Koo. Thank you for saying his name right. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing that I had I, that I told them I was going to talk about is don't don't call that man Young Hoku or Young whatever y'all be saying on Twitter because that's we got thirty six year olds trying to be cool. What's going on here? That's hella. First of all, yeah. like some the same people on Twitter that are calling him Young Young Hoku are the same people that be infuriated when you know somebody messes up their name. You know what I'm saying? Like this, just be, be an adult. Like again, I don't I, I know I'm being the fun police on Twitter, but. I, I know I know for a fact I hate well my name is actually pretty easy to pronounce my government name which I will not reveal in this podcast <laughs> but I know people that have more difficult names and I, I make it a point of myself when when talking to people that have difficult names I try to try to do my best to pronounce it pronounce it the way that they were given the name like just have common respect for people man like 
we can we make field goals, we can go coo or whatever like that. Like people are talking about yelling ATL ho, like come on, talk. Like what are we wow. doing? What are we doing, Doc? Yeah, that's so corny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what our seasons come down to. Like this is the the anarchy that is becoming the Atlanta Falcons. So <sighs> speaking of anarchy. I know a lot of you guys, and again, the Tico Hive saw this, the, the ass whipping that the 49ers put on the uh, Panthers and then the four-touchdown performance that uh, Garoppolo had against the uh, Cardinals. So we've been discussing amongst ourselves, trying to figure out how many points Kyle Fanman is going to put on us a week. Wait, can we, can we talk about – like the rest of the trade deadline, then we'll get to the oh, how yeah. the board now are going to completely destroy us. Talk about 44. Go ahead. Oh, well, one, I don't think he was ever going to get really much of anything because it doesn't make sense for a team to give up something when they, when literally everybody in the league knows he's getting cut this offseason. If you want to take a chance on him, why don't you take a chance in free agency where you don't have to give up draft picks? Yeah. And like, there's just there's just really no point in, for them making that trade, and everybody was so like livid about it. I was like, this this made no sense. Like there was he has like even if we paid like half of his cap, like six and six and a half million of his uh of his cap, nobody's paying six and a half million for eight games of somebody that can get at the break for two seasons. Like none of that makes any sense. Like I understand you know you other fans, but you have to think with your head sometimes. Like. If you like, like, I was trying to use. Uh, I think I use that with uh, Freeman, but if you literally could get something, but you just had to wait a little bit longer just to try it out, I'm pretty sure you would do it instead of giving something up. Like, let's say your parents told you you could play your game. You could play your game right now, but you can't play it over the weekend. But you could play it over the weekend, and you could play the rest of the time. Like, you would definitely pick to play it over the weekend and play the rest of the time because that makes sense. It's a long-term thing, not a short-term thing. Everybody always thinks short-term, and it doesn't work. And without beside 44 and on True Font, uh, True wasn't going to get much of anything. Even only like there was only like two teams. I'm pretty sure that would have even offered something, which is like Eagles, and like maybe maybe some team that had like a bunch of cornerback injured, maybe the Rams or some stupid shit. I don't fucking know. But there weren't going to be really many suitors for somebody who's getting paid like $10 million and kind of has injury history at this point, especially with the injury right now. Yeah. So that's the only one that I would have like seen what that would make sense for a team because he's still under contract for, I think, two more years. And he's actually, you know, despite the people on Falcons Twitter saying he's actually still a really good fucking quarterback. So that's the only one I would have seen get injured and it made sense for like both sides. But I, whoosh, I'm kind of glad he didn't get uh he didn't get traded. Well, another take I was gonna give, or I'm gonna give now, <clears throat> is I think Vic was Dan if he did, Dan if he didn't, right? Because the same Vic Beasley that people were mad about now, which is it's weird because they feel that like possibly him working with Chuck Smith over the offseason would have somehow made him this franchise defensive end that we were looking for, which, again, we don't know because it didn't happen. 
But that still would have helped, but I don't think it would have like propelled him into a Hall of Fame caliber thirteen sacks a season guy. Like Yeah. You either but, have it or you don't. <laughs> well, my thing is if if that was your thought process before, then the idea is that with help he could be serviceable, serviceable correct? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, again, I know them re-signing him for X amount of money, it was it is what it is, but hmm. it's again, like you said, he's gonna walk next year. But it's gonna be unfortunate if he walks, plays for another team, and actually looks like a decent football player, which would again be another indictment on the Dan Quinn uh, regime. But I don't want to say I hope it doesn't happen, but if he does get an op- another oh, I definitely hope it happens. I hope oh, yeah. it happens. The only reason I, I say that I, I don't want it to happen because I would rather it happen here since we already have it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe well, he has to come to Jesus moment. It's like, hey, I'll play for the low or have an earn my contract here. Like, hey, nobody else in the league has interest in me. That's apparent right now. And like, hey, I'll go work with Chuck Smith. Or, hey, you know, maybe there's stuff behind the scenes that we don't know what's going on to maybe indicate why. His attitudes like this, or um, maybe his relationship with Dan Quinn is not what we thought it was. Because again, that was allegedly supposed to be his project. But I- I'm curious to see how this all turns out once the Dan Quinn era finally ends, and the more intimate I, details we'll get from what is really going on inside the, the hashtag brotherhood. But I, I would I would say Vic kind of put, put himself in this predicament because I mean he he basically avoided Quinn in the offseason. Like Quinn put it out there. Probably like a little, a few weeks after the end of the season, like, hey, I'm working good, X, Y, and Z. And as soon as the, the, the time comes for them to work, oh, I can't, I, I, I have stuff to do. Like, like that was a red flag right there. But when, even with that though, like nobody else that he worked with had really done anything. Like, how, how much time like, has he really spent with Dan Quinn, to be honest? Like, it's not like they're going to be like BFFs. Like, Dan Quinn has the rest of the team to manage as well, which whether he's doing that or not is, you know, we can kind of but, see what's going on. But I don't think that was necessarily going to help things. Again, I think he was more or less trying to protect his player, if that makes sense, because, again, Vic is the, the lightning rod for abuse for Falcons fans for our defensive woes. But I get it. But I, I guess I guess I get what you're saying, that Vic wasn't doing – himself any favors by not being on the same page. But again, he's a grown man. Yo, dog, I don't want to do this with you, dog. Like, there might be people. And he was... Okay, that's fine, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's fine, too. That's that's your prerogative. Like, you don't have to come, but again, this is why the people... Like you said, he's the whipping boy. It's like, you didn't put in the... Well, you, you... The work that you put in, you went and worked out with another... First round bust and Bud Dupree, like, like, dude, like, 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 what do you, what do you expect, like, for people to not say anything, despite you, you, you being a first round pick and you making thirteen million dollars this year alone, like, like, we expect for you to at least have, at the very least, to have at least ten sacks. I did tweet I mean, that out. I'm joking, but I mean, if it happened. I'd be like, yeah, I told y'all. <laughs> 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 you're more like, like trying to reverse psychology, put that in the universe, and hopefully that it actually happened. But yeah, I mean, but like, he's, he might have like five seconds. 
<laughs> probably not though. But. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably end up seeing with more facts than Jack McKinley, but... Whoa! I'm going to leave that alone. Honestly, Tack in the same boat with Vic, too. Tack just... It's just more... Um, It's just more on social media than Vic. Outside of that, they're the same player. They're not the same player. They definitely do different things and everything. And I mean... Vic, I mean this, I mean, is going into, this is the thing that I like. I think I came on earlier in like, off-season to talk about. People when people always like hype up the offseason videos when that is like in no way an indictment on like how much work that player is putting in. For all we know, Vic could have been working with some random pass rush specialist at Clemson, or he could have been working with like other. There's no way like if you're even if you're working out with a player, like he was working with Bud Dupree, he was a physical specimen. Like that man is literally jacked. And he's There's no way now. they're just like hey. Let, let me practice my pass rush moves on, on you. There is no way. They they definitely had like some kind of like outside influence. They just he just didn't want to deal with Dan Quinn. And I, I, I can understand that. I'm going to see you for the next thirty two weeks. <laughs> I, I don't need to be around you like this right now. Like if I need to get in put in some work, obviously I've been putting in work with here. This shit ain't working. Might as well try something else. Yeah. Shout out to the homie uh, King Quest who is Always faithfully in the uh, the live stream. I'm usually invite like ten friends though, but uh, he was asking if you see the comments on uh, Vic Beasley dressed up like Kane, and I did, and they was flaming his ass. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't know that 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 shit kind of cold. You the man can't trick it. Right, that shit was kind of cold, bro. I'm not gonna cap, bro. That man live, dog. Like shit again, man. It, hmm. <sighs> Uh, right. That's, I mean, that's, how you, that's all we could do. And what I mean, like, they, him and Tech are the same player. It's me. I mean, like, in, in, from a production standpoint, like, yes, Tech gets a lot a lot more QB pressure. But from a sack standpoint, they're the same player. Like, like you, 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 you almost got him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, God, God bless him. We'll see what else happens. But one thought that I have, because I've been looking at mock drafts, because our season is garbage. But you know, uh, a lot of Falcons are under the impression that we're going to get Chase Young, and uh, I honestly don't think that's going to happen. It is still very, uh, very uh, possible, in my opinion. So if the Falcons. If the pa- I think the Falcons can win maybe two more games and they'll still pretty much get the fourth or fifth pick. The only way, like, and it could very well happy, happen, especially with the way the Redskins are treating uh, Trent Williams. The way that the only way that they really like fall in the Chase Young is if the first team picks a quarterback, second team picks a quarterback, the Redskins pick Andrew Thomas from Georgia, who is like the best left tackle in the class, and yep. then Chase Young falls. Which is very possible because quarterbacks are infinitely more valuable than pass rushers, and the top two teams need a quarterback. It just really right. depends on how how many more wins they get and what the Redskins do. Because I don't think the Redskins would be in the market for getting another pass rusher when they don't have a left tackle or a right tackle at that point. Well, right. it, and the reason I say that is I, just, I was looking at a couple different mock drafts today, and I see I see some mock drafts. Even again, we understand the quarterback is more valuable, but I I saw a mock draft today that had the Bengals picking Young first overall. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be so stupid of them. I can actually see it happening. 
they're so trash. Well, but, but the, they, the, thing, the thing is with that is that oh, go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. I, I was just gonna say, based what what Jen said, like they need a quarterback though. They just based their quarterback for the last eight years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the thing but is, they need a lot. Yeah, mainly a quarterback. I don't even think they need a lot. Their best pass rush is on IR right now, and they have decent pass rushes across the board. They need a fucking quarterback. <laughs> they needed a quarterback for the last like four seasons. About well, two years ago, if they had a quarterback, they probably would have won like 10, 11 games. Andy Dalton is just so fucking bad. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, and this is probably just like, uh, you know, people spreading disinformation because, again, we all know that the Falcons need a patch for us. Like every, it's like the uh, a running joke in the NFL or on Twitter within sports that how bad the Falcons' pass rush is. And this could be a situation where teams think they can, you know, put the Falcons over the barrel by saying, hey, we're going to take Chase Young. Sell us your soul to get him. Like, what will you offer us for him? And again, we also have other needs. Again, I, I know the car analogy. We have we don't have a lot, but I think we have more more needs than people would think that need to be addressed. So, and this is why I was saying, like, who are we going to get? Because I don't think we're going to do that for Chase Young, at least at this point. But do you think that situation where the Falcons would sell their soul or sell the house or mortgage the, the future for Chase Young if that were to happen? Because I think we're going to mess around and win, like, enough games to put us out of the chase of Chase Young. I see us have to get, like, a cornerback, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. I don't want any quarter, corner in the first, like, the top ten unless they're, like, the next fucking Darrell Revis. Mainly because I think you have – you invested a bunch in cornerbacks over the last, like, three seasons. Yeah, Sheffield, Miller, Oliver, Trufant, like you have a, a KZ, you have a bunch of options there. Yeah. And unless you're like planning on like not keeping them, even though they'd be like really good depth, I don't think you should like, inv- I don't think that should be like one of your top overall picks. I don't care if you right. do it in like the third, fourth round, because at that point you're banking on upside and you already have established people. So I mean, but don't and- take it in like the first round. And we've proven we could find serviceable corners in the second round with True Font. True uh, was the first round. Oliver was the second. I'm sorry, I'm I mean, Oliver, about Alfred, Alfred was the second. Yeah, yeah, Alfred. Alfred was the second there, yeah. Yeah, so they got us looking at Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State. Everybody from Masai, Ohio State is a corner is obviously good. So <laughs> you have Chase Young rushing the quarterback, too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I think that helped. That, Pass rush, being a pass rusher is the most important position. Well, it's tied between like a lockdown corner, but, but the most important position on the defense at like all times. <laughs> so if we don't, if we're not in the chase for chase, who is the next best option you think? What What do you think? We go best player, best available player? Oh, I'm sorry, best player available, or do we try to address the pass rush by any means necessary? Like, is there another think, guy that is worth looking I at? I haven't really done any, like, draft prep this year yet. I usually do it, like, around, like, week 10 or so, just because I know the Falcons stink. So, but depending on how, like, the draft board plays out, let's say, I don't think it's going to happen. Let's say, like, Tua drops to, like, our pick, right? And somebody yeah. really, really wants to jump up to get him. I would say, unless like the Saints, fuck the Saints, but 
I would say that I would absolutely be like, all right, Chaseon's not there at four. Let me go back to like nine and get like another first round pick next year or some shit like that. Because mm. at that point, the, from what I've seen, the talent level between four and nine is not as significant as it is from like the first round and the second round, which is usually the case. But I'm there's still like some good pass rushes in there. Like I would definitely take like Javon Kinlaw from Auburn, like just not as like a pass rusher, but like as a well, he's a good ass pass rusher too. Just to like man the man the middle, I would absolutely do that. And, if, and I think you could get him at like nine or something. So if you can add like a first round pick and still get your guy, then you do that shit every day of the week. Yeah. I mean, because, again, we still haven't even looked at free agency as well, which I think that we can pick up some guys that will help the, the team as well. So, All right. Yeah. It's free agency class on the on pass rush is low-key decent. Like, I don't think there's any, like, extremely difference makers because they'll probably parse themselves out of the Falcons' range. But everything else is, like, solid pass rush, and it should get you, like, six or seven sacks a season. And we don't have anybody with six or seven sacks this season, so that immediately makes them the best pass rusher. So. Wait, yeah. Grady has like four, doesn't it? Is there? I'm pretty sure like the most we have is like three. We have like. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. We yeah. have what, six sacks on the season? <laughs> yeah. No, well, we have, well, I guess we're at like seven or eight now from Seattle. Okay, if we have seven, Vic has one and a <laughs> half, Tack has a half of one, Grady has three. So. That's five years, seven sacks right there. Yeah. So I, I'm again. It, it'll be more to come as we go. But I, I honestly, I, I think Falcons fans again. This is kind of what we do or what they do. Because I am a supporter, I'm not a fanatic. But they get themselves hyped up. Like I saw a, a picture today of Chase Young in a Falcons uniform, and like, oh, what number should they get him? I'm like, y'all are doing this to yourselves, man. Because yeah, that's, just a, that's just a, like a fan thing. I have one of my friends uh, <laughs> that does that for every like rumored, well, that any like rumored Hawks like player. Like we have, we have one for Luca. We have one for Steven Adams right now. We have one for like uh, all these like Anthony Davis. We have one for Giannis. It, it's just it's a fun Photoshop thing. I don't think people really think that's gonna happen. I just like a fan. Like I think a legitimate the Draft Network a verified site did this. Or whatever. I'm not think I with Matt Ryan's jersey. That's kind of disrespectful, but you know. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, but the fans do this themselves. So now the the floor right now is Chase Young, and if we don't get Chase Young, whoever else we get is going to be trash. The Falcons suck. Should have got him. Blah 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 blah. Should have traded everything for Trey for Chase Young. Like, bro, come on. Again, that's not how this works. This is not. Fucking the same fans that want us to get Chase Young get mad because we lost games that we could have won. So it's kind of confusing. Like you, you want this, but in order to get this, certain things need to happen that you don't want to happen. But <sighs> this is, yeah, I don't, I don't know how Aaron does this every day, dog. Like, I mean, <laughs> every day he's got to talk about this garbage team. Dog. <laughs> like, Aaron is a saint. He also paces himself extremely well. We do it all in like one sitting because we do this once a week. But like everything we would have talked about right there, he would have went into like extra detail, and it would have been like a whole like hour episode. Aaron's the goat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Well, I think that's oh, I guess well we have a bye this week. Nah, nah, let's talk about the 49ers real quick. Oh, let's go. I oh, see a lot God. of fans that are uh, now all of a sudden, you know, my second team is 49ers. That's that's interesting. Oh nah. Let me pull up the receipts. Only oh, per, only people who can like lay claim there's like four people on Falcons Twitter that I know I could like stake stake claim to not like hating Kyle Shanahan after the Super Bowl. And they're the only ones I'm gonna let that slide on because we've been on this way for like the entire ever since he left. Everybody else, y'all can y'all can catch out immediately because this <laughs> y'all y'all would y'all were over here hating on this man literally a couple weeks ago and every time he does good y'all have some stupid shit to say. But now y'all 49er fans. All right, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disgusting that people will even fix their lips to, to even say that mess. Like, like my 49ers, I, man. Just oh my god, I'm definitely a Shanna fan. Don't don't get it twisted. Oh, I know. I uh, I was talking to my barber about it today. Like, I I, I just don't get it. I, I, after after that game, that no, nope. Yeah, I was, see, I was, people. I was. People spit, for, I was. He was part of the reason Huh? I said people forget. Like his play calling was. He has a he has a slice of the blame pie with the the loss I, of the game. Everybody I, has I, a, a piece. I, like I, I, I would chalk that up to more to being like the the most unluckiest team in the history of the world. But there, more often than not, power. his play calling wins you more. Like he literally. And the game they just played against the Cardinals, it was like third and eight with like a minute or something left, and you literally needed to get one first down, right? Yeah, so tight end out, out, them out, and, and then got a first down, uh, easy yeah. check down, first down. If yeah. that would have happened one time, if somebody, like I said, if somebody would have done their job one time for maybe one second longer, none of this is talked about. <laughs> he, it, it would have been the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that again. I like I like offensive coordinators staying aggressive no matter the point of the game because that, that com- means you're trying to win instead of not trying to lose. But it's it's common sense, man. The, the man said he didn't want to run the ball because he didn't like the way Free was hitting the hole. Free almost had a hundred yards rushing that game. He had. The, okay, the, you're talking about yards yards for carry again. The whole point, the whole part of that game, he had two good runs. His first good run went for like 54 yards, and the next good run went. No, that was like early in the game, and the next game after, and then yeah, and then the next time after that, he had one other run with like 20. Every other thing was like two yards. He was not. They were not running the ball well that game at all. They weren't. They just weren't. The Patriots came out in the second half and said, we know they're probably going to try to kill clock, so we're literally, like, selling out for the run. And it worked. Because that's what they did for the majority of the second half. The only time that he actually went, like I said, I watched the game three times. <laughs> the only time he went aggressive was when they were like, oh, shit. It's like a 10-point game right now. We're kind of, you know, giving up this lead again. We should probably start passing the fucking ball. That was the only time he went aggressive. And that's the only thing everybody remembers. He, Free was having a terrible game as far as beside those two plays. So I hate when people keep bringing that up. I, I just don't see that, that as an OC, and like I said, you're up with seven, 
at the time. You're in field goal range. I don't care if you have have Jim Brown at the at the state that he's that he's at now. You run the ball, like just run the ball and kick a field goal. Well, I don't I don't care if it, if you're getting getting two inches of uh, a run. Like you're getting closer to the field goal range. You're already in range. Just run the ball. Well. I understand what Jalen's saying now. Like, I'm, I've kind of evolved to that mindset. Like, you can – and, again, you guys that I pull up your tweets, you can pull up my tweets too. Like, I have no problem, you know, expose me. I don't care because you can search my tweet, tweets from the Super Bowl season, and I was yelling at Kyle Shanahan every game, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Like, why are you passing up first down? Like, I get it now. And again, I, oh, he I, was ahead of the time because now everybody passes on first down, and everybody's so much more efficient because of it. Yeah, <laughs> so again, it's, it's a learning process. Like you, you live and you learn. Oh, but we we have somebody who who coached in like the nineteen twenty, so we don't count. We know the Falcons fucking stink. So <laughs> we are the Falcons and the and the Seahawks are abstained from every single uh, offensive like point that you can that you could possibly think of. Their coordinators f- are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see how Brian Schottenhammer uh, has a, a, a job in the NFL. Because the re- same reason why Dirk Cutter keeps getting coaching opportunities, because their quarterback is really fucking good. You can bail them out of shit. Mm. Well, yeah. Literally, as soon as Aaron Rodgers couldn't start, couldn't keep bailing, uh, McCarthy out of shit, he got fired. <laughs> <sighs> Future Atlanta heck, uh, I mean, Atlanta Falcons head coach, guys. Are we really going to do that? Oh, man. Y'all saw that tweet. I'm that definitely Thanos before. clapping. Somebody had, what? somebody had a wild list of Falcons. Uh, I wish I had saved that tweet. I think he had... Uh, oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was something crazy like uh, Tony Dungy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was like a whole bunch of like. Oh, I think Bill, I think Bill Cower was 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 one of them. Oh, it was God! A, it was it something was, like really, really wild. outlandish. It was yeah. out of control. It's like yeah. something that, that doesn't even happen on Madden. Like it was that that crazy. Yeah, it was like the reach reach wet retread re- reunion list of coaching staff. I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> Give me, give me like, somebody fresh. Give me somebody new. Like, like Tony Dunn is not coaching NFL football ever again. Like, I think this, they had a GM. I think. No, nah, I, I, I think I, no, I think I saw one with him as, as head coach. Oh no, no, no! That's not gonna happen. <laughs> not a single one of those people that they probably said should have should be anywhere near this team. Period. <laughs> I don't want any anybody over like the age of like. Fifty, like fifty-five, you can keep them. Oh, you, 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 you oh. The, the new trend. Of, it was Tom uh, Coughlin. It was Tom Coughlin. Yeah, it was Tom Coughlin. Anybody? Oh my God, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm, hey, man, that'll that'll snap me out of here too if that happens. I think they said that based on the fact that like how how Coughlin's like a nonsense type of coach. Um, they want. A coach with that type of uh, temperament, um, but but I don't think necessarily Tom Coughlin himself. 
Tom Coughlin will be coaching on the sideline, a player going to run into him, and that man going to have, like, that man going to, like, pass out or something, bro, from, like, too much, like, heat exposure, bro. Please, no. He's not a good coach either. Like. Yeah, yeah, because he, he got he got saved with that defense in, in the Super Bowls. Hashtag NASCAR package. Oh, oh brother. Oh, man, 24 to 2. Oh, my God. Oh, brother. Uh, and the only reason why that only reason why that works is because they literally they blitzed everybody and they had like prime OC Yumanura and like in the career Justin uh, Tuck. Yeah, Justin man, I thought he was gonna be a monster after that game. And he was just okay after that. He was good like the next season and then every year after that he just slowly got so much worse. <laughs> right, exactly. But that, that from that game I was like, Oh, so like this dude is a, another Hall of Famer, like that that never panned out. Yeah, and two extremely lucky catches, but you know it is what it is. Man, oh my, what man. is with the Falcons? Not even the Falcons. Georgia team then like luck shit, bro. If you're a Georgia fan, you know what I'm talking about. Like two years in a yeah. row, yeah. <laughs> you had the Tennessee what, what? thing and the Auburn thing, bro. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, like literally, like two years later, you had the fucking Super Bowl incident. Like, uh. what? What? Well, the the Auburn thing, it was it was both of the safeties idiots tried to um tried to go for the interception. Hey man, they're kids, man. Up. They were trying to make a play. No, no, no. I, no. I'm, oh, trust me. If if I was in that situation, I would absolutely be like, bro, just please bat the ball down. We win the game, you do. It's like fourth down, bro. It was. But I also, but I also can't blame them for like you know saying, hey, you know, let me be the hero at this moment, like. I probably ain't never gonna. This, no, hey, no. Th- just think about no, it this no. way. Just think about it this way. Let's say you get that interception, right? And that literally is the one play that gets you drafted. Because <laughs> it has happened before. <laughs> it has happened before. True, true. But again, you can also be the hero by batting the ball down. Man, I ain't nobody gonna talk about a batting the ball down. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've hit the hour mark. I think we're rambling at this point. Uh, do we have any more uh, key points we want to discuss, or we're just gonna enjoy a a weekend without terrible Falcons football? I can't. I can't wait. It's gonna be spectacular. Man, I have nobody to watch this week too. I might just not watch football this week. Man, the Forty ers played yesterday. The Falcons don't play. I don't care about any other team. What about the uh, What about the Ravens? The Ravens, I might have to watch Lamar Jackson. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 the GOAT, the future. Dog, ah, damn, we're rambling with that. That's just not fair, dog. Like, I watched the highlights of the Seahawks game, man. That's That's got to be the most demoralizing and frustrating thing as a defender, having to deal with that for 60 minutes. Bro, probably. he's so good, bro. That man outruns, outruns, like, angles better than, like, so many people I've seen before, bro. It's so crazy. He's so like subtle and quick. It's so wild. You know, shout out to shout out to Vic for influencing that generation. Shout out to Lamar for hopefully influencing a newer generation of players that can better, be, be, yeah, be, better passing mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot about more, this stuff. More, 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 more Lamar and Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Les Michael Vick. Okay, so this is where we're out of here. Shout out to- <laughs> I have a I have a I have a preposition before we end up the the show this week. How about since we have a bye week or whatever, we tell people to send us questions to answer on a potential pod next week. 
we have something to, to talk about and I can, you know, effuse my praise for Kyle Shanahan more to the chagrin of everybody. That works. Uh, so, yeah, any questions you can uh, add the DBNR report or myself or Jalen or Josh, preferably just the DBNR reports. We can have yeah, don't 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 at me because I'll, I'll sit there for like 10 minutes and and if it ends up being like an argument, I will OK you like five minutes into it and you will never hear from me again. <laughs> it makes Ooh. sense. But yeah, definitely uh, get the get the YouTube work so we get more people besides putting questions in here. Appreciate the support every week. Uh, yeah, I don't have no shout outs. Shout out to Give Queen and everybody else out there. I'm just like, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> this is the Durban Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast on Twitter. And we out. Peace.